Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. Uh, this is podcast I don't know because it's been so long since we've done a podcast. It's been, what, almost two months, I think? Um, not quite. It's It's been, I think it was the middle of May <clears throat> when you did your last one, or like May the 12th or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was definitely during the playoffs. I just can't remember yeah. so it's, what series or what, what was going on. Yeah, so it's maybe about six weeks. It's It's been a while. Uh, obviously, I went to Vegas for uh, over three weeks, mm-hmm. and... I came back, I had a lot of stuff to do here. So this is really the first opportunity that we've had to sit down. It's been, I think, almost three weeks since I've been home, maybe yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first time I've had a chance to sit down and, and talk. We've been really busy with other things in our life. Mm-hmm. So, um, But finally, we're here. And what we're going to do in this specific episode is talk a little bit about the draft, I think, first. And then I'm going to go through the first half of my trip. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm actually going to show pictures during this podcast. Now, if you're listening as an audio listener, obviously you're not going to be able to see these pictures. So this is probably one of the podcasts that you're going to want to watch from YouTube. So you can see the pictures as I talk about mm-hmm. what I'm looking at on my laptop and your laptop. And for audio only, we'll try to do a bit of describe video. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best if you if you don't plan on watching this on YouTube. but uh, Try to give you a mental image. I would definitely recommend watching this specific podcast on, on, on our YouTube channel, Post to Post. So I'm going to do the first half of my trip in, in here, and then I'll do part two probably next Sunday or mm-hmm. something like that. And then that'll probably be it for the hockey portion of this podcast, and we'll continue to do uh, having a yak throughout the summer. Oh, great. If that's okay with you. Oh, that's, that's super. Yeah, so. As long as there's material to cover. Oh, yes. And um, even in having a yak, we can still touch the odd hockey topic sure. if we have to. Something sure. breaking news or whatever. Sure. Definitely. Otherwise, they'll just be normal hockey videos on Post to Post. And But we're really going to try and put a lot of effort into more Post to Post over the summer. Um, but regardless, how about we talk about the draft first? Let's a, do that. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't watch any of the draft yesterday. Did you see... Anything? I saw nothing live because I was away at another event for the entire time of the uh, rounds two through seven. So I did not watch it when it was happening, but I did come circle back later and looked at the results online. Were you pleased with how it went down? As uh, far as, w- I guess, you, I mean, you're a Canadians fan. Yeah, I'm a Canadians fan. Montreal started with 10 picks. They ended up making 11, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, they... I think generally that the the top pick that got number third, uh, Kote Kanyemi, uh, he was starting to be talked about the last week or so prior to the draft that he was moving up the board a bit and Montreal might even pick him. Mm-hmm. I had never heard the name prior to that because I really wasn't following the prospect rankings very closely. And the way they went, but the funny thing was, and you saw this too, we were watching it, the reaction of the Montreal fans in Dallas in the yeah. arena were shocking <laughs> and very disappointed. Now, I don't know if they still feel that way, but they shouldn't have been overly shocked if they were reading the paper. Even, I'm sure the French media was talking about this guy as well. But, uh, wow, they, they were very shocked, some of them. I, here's how I feel about this pick. Uh, Montreal needed a center, mm-hmm. so I understand that they wanted to draft positionally. Uh, if I was in charge, I probably would have drafted as far as skill and talent, so I probably would have drafted Zadina. But as someone who's watched Zadina play this year uh, in Charlottetown while he was visiting with the Palifax Moosehead, I can tell you that he cherry-picks a lot, and he plays a lot on the power play, Mm -hmm. and 
his stats are pretty padded. I'm not saying that that's a knock against him. I'm just he's a, obviously a very good player. He got five points the game I saw him in. Uh, I'm just saying that he's not going to be performing at the NHL level at the same as the Q. Mm-hmm. So he's it's lovely that he's going to Detroit, but Detroit fans don't expect this guy to put up legendary numbers right away. He's not going to do it. He's not a big player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna it's gonna take him some time to get into <laughs> and get, getting used to playing against men instead of boys. There are very few players that in this particular draft that are likely NHL ready immediately. Like Only Nico a few. Heischer was. Only a few. Only a few. And uh, Kokanyemi is another one who's not quite ready. Although he's been playing against men in Finland mm-hmm. in, in Liga, and he's doing quite well. He needs a few more years. Montreal had a chance in the draft on Friday night with their pick number three to either trade it and get other assets for it. Pick somebody for five years down the road, which is what they did with Kokanyemi, in my view, or try to get somebody right away, like Tuchuk, that could be slotted right in and have an impact right away, but maybe an impact not in the area that they need impact. Right. So I'm not upset with the uh, with Montreal's drafting. I am also not upset with how the draft itself went generally. Now, we didn't talk about this right off the, the, the hop, but uh, remember last year when they had the poor players all corralled in a room sitting around at little yeah, tables stupid. and then they had to go and get the hat and put the hat on and it was just so darn silly and thank god they did away with that this time they still have one big problem they have to solve and that's gary bettman being so involved from the stage they have to stop that they mm-hmm. just have to and i said this last year they have to get him out of there have somebody host the draft who's not the 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 center it's become an embarrassment in the league it's to terrible. have him up there and be booed and to welcome the booze and and like it's it's funny i get it it's just enough's enough it was it's going on for 15 years now like yeah. let's just either get someone like you said get someone else up there or get a new commissioner yeah it's really t- it's time it, it is time and even when he was doing trying to do the tribute for the humble broncos and start off the draft event with that that theme, mm-hmm. he was getting rained on with boos. Now, I don't think the fans in Dallas really should have been booing at that time, even if it was Batman, because just because it's Batman doesn't give you the automatic right to boo whenever you want, whenever he walks up to a microphone. However, um, he even stopped and said, just a minute, you know, you can boo me later, but let me finish this. That Even that's drawing attention to himself. He yeah. just needs to stop it. And I, I don't know why he's, he's always there in the corner of the stage, shaking everyone's hand when they come up on board, telling them where to stand on the stage, and then telling them when they can go ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, who is he? Who is this man? He's supposed to be the president of the NHL, and he looks like some, some flunky at the stage director or something. He looks like Drew Carey on The Price is Right. <laughs> I'll stare on the stage. St- Steve Harvey. Yeah. It's, anyway. And here's the thing that bothered me most about the draft, and we've already discussed this. Um, why does every single team need 51 players to be up on the stage? Or, or family members or children like, or... I understand if you want to bring a kid up, like, that's fine. Yeah, bring a kid up to hold a jersey. Sure. But right. don't, we don't need 51 other people up there for the picture. Like, there should be the, maybe the coach, the head coach, the, the, uh, the owner or, or owners, the general manager, a kid... And then the player that you draft. Or the director of scouting, maybe. You know, someone who's maybe. really involved and I guess. has been involved in the talks. We don't need 25 to, th- no. to 50 people up there. Like, that's r- ridiculous. Like, that first round took almost four hours to get mm-hmm. through. For 31 picks. For 31 picks. It's ri- ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Enough. Enough with that. It yeah. doesn't need to be that long. Like, just 
get her done. I understand it's a show and they want to, you know, it's an, it's an event. I get that. It's just, if you just cut out all those people going up on stage and all the handshakes, mm -hmm. you'd lose an hour and a half right there. You would. And you'd probably keep a lot more viewers. Absolutely. Because unlike most things where you do a countdown, even like you in your ranking videos, you start at the worst and you get to the best. When you do a countdown, uh, there's something to wait for. But at the NHL draft, it's kind of like the Daytona 500 and NASCAR. The best race of the year, the best thing happens at the very beginning, and after that, it's all a letdown <laughs> for the rest of the I night. I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, is anyone really on the edge of their seat? Who are they going to pick number 28? I can't wait to see. Yeah, I don't, I, I think that, I think a lot of people expected more trades as well. Yeah, I, I did. So I think this draft in general was a bit of a disappointment from a lot of perspectives. Mm -hmm. I think they did a lot of things right. Oh, I think yeah. other than the, them booing at the Humboldt thing or during the Humboldt thing, uh, I thought Dallas was a wonderful host. Mm -hmm. The stage was beautiful. Um, everyone had so many positive things to say about the city and the team and how welcoming they were and stuff. So uh, that was great to see. The great host. Mm -hmm. But as far as the, the show and the entertainment and the NHL portion there, Obviously, some problems. The NHL has a ways to go when it comes to primetime event staging like that. Like the NHL awards were similarly awkward and and very bad didn't by even, times. Didn't even watch them. I did. And they brought out characters from TV shows and people who you didn't even know who they were. And that's why I didn't watch them. Like the Letterkenny guys. If you watch Letterkenny, maybe. But even I watched Letterkenny a little bit. I didn't recognize these guys because they were the hockey players, the guys that are just, oh. you know... Like yeah. they weren't the stars, right? And uh, they, they, they drag these things out and, and it's just, it's so lame when they try to do it. And it just doesn't work. They had P.K. Subban out with these two guys and he ends up wrestling them on the stage and putting one guy in a headlock and dragging them <laughs> off. And it was, it's just so sad. Like they're trying to, you know, they're trying to do something and, and create more energy, but not everyone feels this way about hockey, but I think you and I do. Hockey by itself is really cool, and it's and it's worth watching without all that extraneous stuff. But of course, they were in Vegas. Would you would you consider the Vegas intro during the playoffs in general uh, something that should not be in hockey? Um, my yes, yes. As much as I I don't hate it, and I realize why it's there. And I understand the culture of the city and the market. I get all of that, but I still don't like it. And I don't, I don't have to like it. I'm allowed to not like it. Definitely. And I don't like it. I was there. I experienced it. I do like it. I don't, I, I don't care if it happens or if it doesn't happen. As long as it happens prior to when the game is supposed to start and the game starts on time, that's all I care about. There you go. And that's, that goes back to themes from earlier chats we've had about that. Yes. The game was billed to start at 9, a, 9 p.m. our time here in Atlantic Canada. So you tune in at 9. The puck doesn't actually drop until about 9.38. Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> and that was terrible, frankly. Yeah. Now, like you say, if they'd started all that hooey at 7.30 or 8.30, whatever, and then mm -hmm. the puck drops shortly after 9, I'd be much happier. Because one of the good things about Las Vegas starting their games at 5 p.m. Pacific time, supposedly, was that people all across the continent of North America could watch them without having to stay up past midnight. Mm -hmm. But when you start the game 40 minutes late because you're doing a sword fight at center ice. That stuff always happens though, for the most part, during the regular season, except for perhaps it happens a little bit sooner. And we even saw it in Washington. It's not Vegas specific. Washington had, who who's that? The Wheel of Fortune dude? Pat, J Pat Sajak? Pat Sajak. 
They had him out there. Yeah. Reading off a piece of paper, that took forever. That it's would, not just Vegas. No, it's, it isn't. No, there's no question. It's just what happens in the playoffs sometimes. I'm okay with a team doing something special on the first home game of a series. So when Vegas is opening the series at home, put on a big spectacle, get it out of your, get it out of the way, and do it. And then Washington, game three, back mm-hmm. home in Washington, do a, do a dog and pony show if you want, and then get it over with. And after that, just get to work. Mm-hmm. Get to work and play some hockey. But to repeat this show over and over again, every game. It's great, it would, for the, it's great when you're there. I, I, as, I, I as understand long as, as long as it happens before the game is supposed to start. Like, don't delay it because of this. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's my opinion. And, and think of the poor players. They come out and they're standing there, some of them, and, you know, they're waiting and some of them are in the dressing room. But you've been out for your warm-up. Mm-hmm. Usually you go out for your warm-up, you come in, they just have time to flood the ice, and then the game's going. But these players go back in the dressing room after the warm-up, and they're probably sitting there watching the boob tube for 40 minutes Take until it's time to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they change three or four times, sign some autographs, call <laughs> home, you know, get on Twitter. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. But the draft, uh, back to the draft, it, uh, I think overall, compared to last year, it was a much easier and less awkward thing to watch. I agree. Uh, but I still uh, totally 100% agree with you that there's too much trundling people up on stage, especially people who can barely climb a flight of stairs. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, I'm not a tiny guy myself, but I, at least I can get up four, four stairs. Where, do you know where the All-Star game is uh, this coming year? I don't. I don't either. I forget. I no idea. But, but mainly because I don't care about All-Star games yeah, anymore. Yeah, I'm just... I, I likely won't watch it. Oh man, I can't remember. And I likely won't even watch the skills competition because it changes every year. Yeah, they you know. took some some things out oh, from yeah. the previous year that weren't in this year. Yeah. It's frustrating. I just, I want hockey. I just want hockey, please. What do you think about the draft changing where the worst teams don't get the best draft picks? You actually have to play a tournament um, to see what team, it happens at the same time the playoffs happen. So you can choose to watch your favorite team if they're out of the playoffs or you can choose to watch a playoff game. Mm. And the teams compete against each other all the teams out of the playoffs compete against each other. And the winner of that tournament gets first pick. The winner at second place gets so on. Ooh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> you intrigued? I'm very open-minded on that. Yeah. Maybe not a great big long thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe a three or four games or something, or however you'd, you'd need to do it. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be a seven-game series. It would be like single elimination, basically. Yeah, but maybe not all the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Really, let's say you have a 32-team league. You have 16 teams playing in the in the playoffs and 16 teams playing for the draft pick. I, I think that would just take forever. Right? Well, it's single single elimination. Single. Man. It'd be done in four days, basically. Well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you came last in the league five years in a row and you didn't have enough, didn't have the players to to win that tournament, and you just kept coming last and last, it doesn't. You're just stuck there in that mm-hmm. crappy zone. So that's I where you belong, right? <laughs> I don't know. But. I, I do like anything that, that goes, I don't like the lottery, the way it's structured now. I don't like the fact that Carolina moved up like 37 spots mm-hmm. to number two. Uh, maybe just have, and I, one of the commentators, I think during the draft that night, just have the, t- the, the five or the six teams that were the worst, put them in, in, okay. the, in the shuffle, in the lottery. Don't, don't bring other teams way deep or, into the lottery. Or maybe the, 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 the worst six teams... Play, yeah. play against each other. That would be great. That'd be better. Yeah. And just have a, like a two-sided knockout. And, mm, uh, yeah. 
I'd like that. Yeah, I, I actually would like that because then you have to play well to earn a good draft pick. Mm. And, and th- those games could happen as afternoon games before the playoff games start. Ooh, man, you are just a... <laughs> a f- write this stuff down. I'm telling you. NHL, if you're looking to hire someone. Right there. Right. There he is. <laughs> All right, so do you have anything else to say on the draft or... Oh, probably. Anything else to complain about? Oh, with God. The NHL? <laughs> where do I start? No, I'm good. Okay, so let's um, get into my trip. So this is the, p- the portion where I'm actually going to show some photos. I'm going to go through day by day, starting with the day that I actually traveled. So day by day, and I have pictures to go through. I'm going to talk about some things, some things I don't have pictures for, some things I do have pictures for. I will admit I'm not completely prepared for this. I wish I had more time to make more notes. I actually only have notes on one, two, three, four five days and i think we're going through 10 so i don't have notes on the last 10. So well you, you were there in person so you probably have some recollections yeah i'm just going to talk about it as i go through the pictures so i have pictures from 10 days just not notes here made so day one was actually may 15th and this was travel day and the first the first mention worthy thing was getting on the plane in charlottetown and uh it, there's a guy in in the picture that i'm showing to the far right with a, a live lobster box and i just thought that that was interesting because you wouldn't see that anywhere else in canada other than maybe on the west coast obviously in the east coast like you wouldn't you wouldn't see someone getting on a plane in toronto with a live lobster box probably yeah. I, you sir i don't think you'd see it in western canada there's, it, no, there's, yeah, there's I, nothing yeah. out there maybe crab but yeah there are restaurants in charlottetown who specialize in packing lobster to mm-hmm. be transported as carry-on on an aircraft, on an aircraft, mm. it's got the right size so it'll fit where it needs to go in the overhead or underneath or wherever. And uh, yeah, there's the dude with it. And <laughs> it's uh, just funny, something you wouldn't typically see in, in any other part no. of North America. Well, maybe Maine somewhere. <laughs> but. And that's like gold to some people. Oh yeah, that's but, like in that it's, box. Is, it's unbelievable. To me, it's just a big insect in there. But <laughs> I, I, I gotta say too, I like the new Air Canada paint job. The new oh, livery. Oh. Yeah, I do too, actually. It's, yeah, the, it's, the black in the bottom and, and the mostly white above that. Mm, it's uh, really sharp. It's formal. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, so the next thing I want to, to show is, this picture is really, really hard to see. And this was the, the person sitting next to me on the plane. And it's, it is so hard to see that you literally can't see what's going on here. So I'm going to tell you. All right. um, so this, it's a, it's a lady. Uh, she was nice, but she had this stuffed animal with her. And she was holding it the entire time. And this is, she's... 35 or 40 something like that mm-hmm. and she had this stuffed animal and she she put it on her forehead and leaned against the front seat and that's what she's doing there and she's watching some something on her tablet and she's giggling and laughing and going on it was it was great that she was happy but it it was awkward <laughs> for me because this is a this is a grown woman and uh and so you have the window seat and she has the eye i have the middle seat and she has the window the seat. middle so so you have to depend on on, I guess, no, you don't have to go past her to get out safely, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I, okay, I was safe. Good. But she was, I, mm. I love the window seat, and anyone who takes the window seat or has the window seat and doesn't utilize the window seat and looks out the window, that really bothers me. Yeah, so, so. You're, you're in the middle from Toronto to Denver? Uh, this... Middle seat? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, you yeah, poor bugger. Um, maybe, is that a comfort animal she had, maybe, or something? Uh, maybe, I mean, or whatever, make, whatever makes you happy, that's fine. I'm not judging, I'm just, I'm just it was just a, it's just a little, little weird, a little weird, a little mm-hmm. untypical. Uh, the next image and the next thing to discuss is wow. the actual Denver airport itself. When we landed, there were uh, just massive storm clouds that we kind of had to skirt around. 
and uh, you can see in this picture that these mammatus clouds mammatus clouds yes uh forming over the airport do you want to talk about why they're named mammatus clouds um, maybe we shouldn't uh, if any adult probably <laughs> would already understand okay but uh it's it's i don't want to say it's a rare cloud but it kind of is oh yeah, they're quite rare it's, actually it's yeah it's rare where we live i think they probably see a lot more down there than that could than be um but it's a beautiful cloud and it was i had to take a picture of it and mm -hmm. Anyways, once I get into the airport, the, th the thing I noticed was the tornado shelter. And I've never in my life been anywhere that has a tornado shelter. So for me, that was amazing. I loved that. <laughs> so uh, I don't have a picture of that, but I do have a video. And as I'm going through all this stuff, a lot of what I'm talking about can actually be seen on the vlogs that I've made. And I've already released two. I'm about to release three as I'm filming this. And those <coughs> vlogs are on a second channel, more post to post. So if you want to, if you haven't seen the vlogs yet, go watch those. You can see a lot more of my trip. Mm -hmm. uh, once we left Denver, I didn't have a window seat again. So I missed out on some awesome mm. mountain pictures at sunset too, which sucks. Oh, wow. Landed in, in Vegas. And uh, the first thing I saw was slot machines as soon as I walked right in the off airport. the plane, which is cool. Apparently those slots at the airport don't pay well either. Like there's different places where the slots pay better than others in Vegas. And the airport ones mainly are designed for the people who land at the airport or who arrive at the airport mm -hmm. from the strip and they're on their way home. And they know that these people maybe haven't done well the whole week they were there. And here's this last chance. Jeez. So they're pumping the slot machines just before they board the aircraft and uh, they lose all their money. Hmm. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Um, after that, uh, I went down and met uh, T. Parker Cordell mm -hmm. down in the, the main area. I've got a video of that. That was in vlog one. And we kind of just walked around trying to figure out where the heck the shuttle was, the signage in that McCarran Airport is terrible for shuttles and stuff. Hmm. Finally found it, got on the shuttle. It was late. It was probably like, it was after midnight, I think, maybe close to one. And that's Vegas time. So it's 5 a.m. for you. Yeah, exactly. So we get we get in the shuttle and it's, I think it's customary to tip your shuttle driver once you get back to the hotel. And usually at least a buck a bag. It wasn't a long drive. I didn't have any American cash on me, so I felt bad I couldn't tip him. But I think, I think Depart gave him a couple bucks, but. Oh, good. Uh. I, I mean, I I had a 20, but I wasn't going to give him a 20. No offense to, to, to the driver. But. <laughs> All right, so that was basically day one. It was just a pretty boring travel day. Day two, which was May 16th, uh, this was a lot of time spent on the Strip and in Vegas, uh, just in, in like around Vegas, uh, uh, the arena, T-Mobile arena, and then obviously the game three that we went to. So, okay, I need to get the right folder up here. Sorry about this. All right, so when we got to the hotel, we couldn't see out our window. I mean, we could see the, that there was a road in front of us, but we couldn't see in the distance because it was so dark. So the first thing I did when I woke up was haul open the blinds and see if I could see the strip. I, you can see off to the right there in this picture that I can see a little bit of the strip, but what's most interesting is the mountains in the background mm -hmm. and, the, and the distance. And I thought that that was really, really cool. So uh, I had... I had a fun time just standing there for a bit and uh, just looking at those because that's not, we don't see that back here. There's nothing like that back here. So that was my first true experience of, of, of seeing it from in, in, in general, because I, I landed when it was dark, so didn't mm -hmm. see anything. Cool. Um, let's see. We, so we spent, we, we left the hotel. We took the shuttle to, 
Madeleine Bay, I think. And then we walked up to the New York, New York Hotel. Just kind of explored that a little bit. We dropped off our luggage there. Uh, our room wasn't wasn't ready, but we, we we were able to drop our luggage off. So we did that, and then we just walked around the strip for a bit. We went all the way um, all the way up to I don't even remember, but we went in into some, and we kind of skipped others. Uh, it was really hot, and we were just killing time. I I can't remember exactly what what the plan was that day or how long we were supposed to walk around, but we were just walking around, and we went into the. Um, Paris Hotel. I don't know. I don't know if it's called the Paris Hotel, but it's the one that looks like the Eiffel Tower. So we go in there, and the 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 feet of the Eiffel Tower actually come down through the casino in the hotel, which is really cool. You can, it's just I I, I think it's really interesting that they did that. It it totally makes the experience inside way more cool. <laughs> anyway, um, I I had to go to the the men's room. So I, I went, I found the, the bathroom in there and I, and I was really impressed with the, the stalls. You actually like opened the door up like a closet and went in. So I decided when I was in there to, to turn around and take a picture of the door. So this picture that you're seeing is actually the door to the stall. It's not very well in. lit in there. No, it's not. It was very dark, but it was, I mean, when have you been in a, in a stall that has a door like that in a, I just thought it was impressive. It, it's very impressive. <laughs> I've never seen such a thing. Uh, we walked out of there and saw a girl with no top and painted all over. And I mean, Vegas, I understand, but this is a little, still a little strange. Mm. There's kids walking around and stuff. That's, it seems a little much that that would be allowed. But. Yeah. The last time we were in New York City, 2014, there was some people painted like that. They were ah. around Times Square. And of course, if you don't uh, pay close attention, you just think it's a very tight fitting material that they have on. Hmm. Rather than paint on their, I guess epidermis. Mematis <laughs> <are my> clouds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this uh, this next picture is just we were oh, we walked over the highway. There's a, kind of a bridge, and you can kind of see up the strip a little bit. You can see you can see the Eiffel Tower, the Paris Hotel. Uh, we walked a little bit past that, and that was about it. We didn't go much further than that, unfortunately. Um, I actually didn't spend a lot of time on the strip, like whatsoever above like where I was above T-Mobile. Mm -hmm. um, the next image is just actually in the New York, New York hotel. Oh yeah. It's hard to get a picture in there because they were pretty, st I had my camera out a couple of times and they're like, yeah, you can't take pictures in here. Mm -hmm. So it's like, eh. so this picture really doesn't show anything other than a little couple of like fake buildings in the background and stuff. It was a really cool uh, casino hotel, whatever you want to call it. It was, it was, tremendous i would recommend anyone if you're not staying there at least go in and and walk around and it's got there's restaurants in there there's even a roller coaster in there that comes through and goes back outside and stuff anyway cool <laughs> cool spot uh next up we went up to our room and i i when we were checking in i said can you please give me the best view possible of the t-mobile arena as high as possible she's like well we don't really have anything but i'll, I'll give you this i guess so we, we get up there. I, w I wasn't sure what to expect. And I see this view. If you, you guys can see it on the picture that I'm showing. And I'm like, oh, this is the, like, she was kind of complaining about this view. Like it, I, maybe I wasn't going to be happy. Like this view is amazing. She was waiting for you to slide your 20 across. <laughs> maybe. So she could get you a really high room. Maybe. So this is what you get without a 20. This but is, this that's is. That's pretty good. This is the highest room you can get on the normal floors without getting like a sweet, sweet. Mm -hmm. So she 
she super hooked me she up. She hooked you up. That's yep. great. So that's awesome. So um, we kind of just hung out there for a little bit. I started some time lapses and then we went back downstairs and at the bottom of the New York, New York hotel, they have a Shake Shack. Oh baby. So the image that you see there mm -hmm. is, is my burger and fries. You cannot top a crinkle cut fry. You just does, can't. Does that make you hungry looking at that? It's, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm just starving. I assume we're going to eat after this podcast then. Darn right. <laughs> not at the Shake Shack, unfortunately. Unfortunately not. not around no. here, but I love the Shake Shack. Um, so anyways, after that, we walked over to the uh, arena entrance, uh, met up with Evan and Bruce, had some good conversations with them. And then we just went right into the arena, basically. Uh, and I, <laughs> it's kind of funny because when I walked in, the the lady... I almost said little girl. She wasn't a little girl. She's just short, but she's probably 25 or whatever. And I had my, my Vegas Golden Knights jersey on. She's like, oh my God, where'd you get that jersey? I'm thinking, uh, well, I, <laughs> that's kind of you, a crazy question. You work for T-Mobile Arena. Well, number one, where do you think I got it? I, I didn't get it in T-Mobile Arena, but. It, That'd be like running up to the guy outside the airplane. Oh my God, where'd you get that lobster? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like. <laughs> And I said, I actually, it was it was given to me. She said, oh, my God, I need to get one. I don't know where to get one. Uh, you walk 30 feet to the left, and there's a store. Like, what? <laughs> and it was just strange. Uh, anyway, so we got into the arena, and there was we were one of the first people in the in the T-Mobile arena at this point. So we, we walked down to the lower level, and we just, like, just stood there, basically, and looked mm. around, and it was just amazing. All the towels on the on the seats. And uh, I spent a lot of time looking above at the skyline image that they have there. You can see in this picture. Uh, when we were doing the arena rankings last summer, before... They never played a game. They ever played a game. <laughs> I don't even think the arena was ready at that point mm -hmm. for, for hockey. And I saw that. We saw that. And we were like, wow, that is awesome. So it's cool that I, get, I can remember doing that video mm -hmm. and seeing it and then seeing it in person. Is it experience tell me this i know the entire time you were there it was 100 or more degrees in the daytime mm -hmm. uh, a dry heat so not quite the muggies we get but it was 100 and some degrees mm -hmm. could you notice it was a lot cooler inside the arena or was it still warm in there too no it wasn't warm at all oh good it was the, the temperature was absolutely perfect i was in there twice for the watch party and then mm -hmm. this game i thought it was, the temperature was perfect i was there was no point where i was cold there's no point where, where i was hot it was it was awesome. Cool. So, uh, major thumbs up for temperature control in the T-Mobile arena. That must be hard to do in a place like that. Oh, unbelievable! This time of the year. Yes. Wow. Crazy. Cool. So after that, we decided to go up and and see where our seats were, see what the view was going to be like. So we did that, and we sat down in our seats and just kind of like took it in awe. And uh, what a view! You can see from the picture. It's. It's, it's the perfect, oh, it's almost the perfect. If we were just a little bit to the right mm -hmm. along the red line, it would have been the perfect seats. But this level, I can, look how good you can see the ice from here. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's the perfect spot. If I was going to buy season tickets and, I, and if money wasn't an issue, I'd still buy season tickets up here instead of down below because you can see so well. So they were awesome seats. Uh, shout out to Chris for, for hooking us up with those. Um, and that's, yeah. And it, he gets to hold on to those tickets for for a while, and I think he is because he's very happy with those. Yeah, he should. He that should view as well. Them. Yeah, I think I would like to be up high too because from what little I've seen on television, I think if you were in the first maybe ten rows, you wouldn't see much because all the people stand up near the glass. <laughs> yeah, and they really don't get the whole 
get on your butt when the play is underway. Mm. Don't get up and stand there and block the people behind you so they can't see. They, they don't have that inoculation just yet. So it'll take time. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, we didn't want to leave our seats, so we just literally stayed there. The entire. I didn't even get up to pee the entire game. I was there. <laughs> I just sat in my seat for three and a half hours or whatever it was. And then the, the intro started to, to, to start, and they have all these arenas now have the the projector that goes down onto the ice mm-hmm. and the Vegas did a really really good job with theirs and I, I I have the intro the entire intro on the other channel if you want to watch that but this specific photo that you can see here uh, they're doing the they're introducing the starting lineup for Vegas so each player has its own projection on the ice the crowd was going crazy uh, it was pretty great mm. and obviously the the game was unbelievable Vegas scored I think in the first two minutes uh, and then they scored again, and then Winnipeg scored, and then Vegas scored, and then Winnipeg scored again, and then I think Vegas scored. So it was a you know it's a back and forth game. It's a pretty good game to watch, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was truly one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, I feel so grateful that that I was able to uh, to experience that and be there. So huge shout out to all the people that made that possible, especially Chris. Um, that's, that's something I'll never forget. So, super. After the game, we went back to the hotel, and I set up another time lapse. So this is the picture that you can see here is is kind of from that time lapse, and I, I wanted a, a good night photo of T-Mobile Arena that I could use in my videos without being copyrighted by anyone. So mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of that in this trip. Pictures that you haven't seen yet that I've taken specifically for the intention of using it on the channel and not have to worry about copying it because it's my dang image. <laughs> um, after this, we, I have this last picture. Um, after that, we kind of went down and uh, got a bite to eat. So we went to Denny's. Oh yeah. Uh, I know a lot of the Americans that I've, I met down there actually were very favorable of Denny's, but as a Canadian going to America, like Gotta get it. Gotta hit a Denny's right away because I love Denny's hash browns. I I love everything Denny's. So. There are some Denny's in Canada, but not in our part of Canada. Definitely so. not in our part of Canada. No. There's one in Kingston, Ontario, near the 401. I've been there a few times. Is it really? Oh yeah. Oh. In Kingston, yeah. Just off the exit. Oh no, you're right. I yeah. I slept in their parking lot on the way home from. Did you? I didn't. I was in my truck. But. Well, I stayed at the hotel next door several times. Ah. There's a Holiday Inn there or Hilton Garden. No, it's a Holiday Inn Express or something. Yeah, on my trip home from Toronto yeah. last year, I stayed in, in the parking lot <laughs> no and kidding. slept in the back seat of the truck and used their <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay, so the next day, this was the Vegas practice and driving to Horseshoe Bend Day. So we were up early for uh, a sunrise time lapse. I get up at like 5 a.m. I had my camera all set up. I, I woke up, hit the button, went back to sleep. So the camera did all the work. I just slept. And then we waited around down in the not really the lobby areas, like the restaurant causeway kind of area where all the New York restaurants were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can see in this picture, me and T. Parker just sitting here, just killing some time. And then we met up with uh, Rob and Bobby, and they were tremendous people. They're actually thinking about coming here and visiting at the end of September. Oh, nice. Um, and we they took us to uh, the Golden Knights practice at their practice facility. And that was a, oh, 20 minutes away. Something like that. And this but is out in the part of the city where the players, a lot of the players live. They yes. live near this Summerl- facility. Summerlin. Summerlin, yeah. It was a beautiful, beautiful area and arena. And the story of a thousand fans going to practice is 100% true. So we were there and it was packed. It was 
as there was nowhere to sit, I had to stand at the very back. I got a bit of video, and then I went into the store, the uh, the arsenal, mm-hmm. they call it. So I got in as it was already pretty busy. They actually shut the security gate at the front with a security guard, and a line started to form. When I was done in the store, which was 45 minutes later because I had to get what I wanted and wait in the long lineup, by the time I left the store, the lineup to get into the store had over 150 people in it. Like, they're going crazy for the merch there. So I'm so happy that I get in when I did. Right on. So after that, uh, we left and they dropped us off at the airport because T-Park and I were going to Page, Arizona, which was where Horseshoe Bend was. And my first rental car was going to be uh, a Ford Mustang. And it was, I had a choice between basically a Toyota Yaris for, I think it was like, Forty dollars, or I could pay an extra twenty dollars and get a Mustang. Well, it's extra twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Mustang. Come on, come on. So I got, uh, I got the Mustang, and I said, I asked her what version of the Mustang it was, and she said, Oh, we have a, we have like a really, really good one, but it's, it's gone at the moment, so I'll just give you this one. And I, the entire time, I was hoping it wasn't the EcoBoost V6, and that it was a, the Coyote V8. And luckily, it was the V8, and uh, that car is pretty fun. So, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> and the roads are pretty straight. <laughs> and the roads are pretty straight. Oh, it's very responsible, though. Responsible, That's though. Good. Don't worry. That's good. Um, but, yeah, it's a beautiful car. I uh, would never personally own it. But mm-hmm. anyway, so we left the city, and we started driving towards the mountains. We're greeted with a beautiful sunset. You can see in this picture the the sun just uh, hitting those mountains in the distance there. That was, it, was, it was a tremendous drive. Um, Probably one of the favorite, most favorite drives I've ever I've ever done, mm-hmm. uh, just because it was 100% new to me and it was sunset, wasn't a cloud in the sky, as beautiful. So we stopped in St. George, Utah, I think, and I'm not sure if you know what Arizona iced tea is or fruit punch. Arizona, the brand. I've seen it. They have cans here for I've never 90, had it, 99 cents. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. In America, they have huge jugs. So any Canadian listener, if you if you like Arizona iced tea. They have jugs of this stuff in in the United States, and I'm jealous. I wish they had that in Canada. Anyway, a silly little thing, but I needed to take a picture and show people. So, <laughs> um, so we continued on that that trip. It took I think four hours to get to Page. We got there late. It was dark, so we we got to the we unpacked our bags at the hotel, and we decided to go to Horseshoe Bend that night. It was six minutes away from the hotel. So quick drive and Horseshoe Bend is part of the Colorado River. Uh, Before I didn't know anything, I thought it was part of the Grand Canyon, but it's not. It's just part of the Colorado River. And it was completely pitch black. So there wasn't, it was no moon. There's no lights to walk to this, from the parking lot to the place. It's you park in the parking lot. There's a trail and you kind of walk down. It takes about ten or fifteen minutes, and it was a it was a little spooky. There's there's some rabbits kind of running through the bushes. <laughs> there's rattlesnakes. There's eel monsters. There's all kinds of things that could probably hurt you at the time. Didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care. I've been, <laughs> I like to be on the risky side when it comes to photography. But we got down. Uh, I have some video of that as well, and. I, I know that there's a drop-off coming. I've seen pictures of the Horseshoe Bend. I know I know how grand it is. 
I just didn't like I didn't know exactly where the drop off was going to be. We had our flashlights and stuff, so we could see about three feet in front of us or four feet, five feet, whatever. But when that drop off came and we saw it, it it was dark around us, but to look down in there and see how dark it was in that it was just a dark abyss. I've never experienced anything like that before in my life. I was terrified. I was completely terrified. I don't like heights. I, I like heights when I know I'm safe. Like mm-hmm. being in a plane pff, doesn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, but when I know I'm not safe, uh, I get a little squeamish. <laughs> so you can see in this picture how dark it actually was. It doesn't show anything. I just specifically showed this image right now because I'm going to reference it later on mm-hmm. when I go back here a different time. On the way back up towards the parking lot, I thought it would be a good idea to walk off the trail and set up my camera to, to get a picture of the Milky Way and the highway down below. Uh, it was a good idea because I'm happy with this picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Milky Way looks pretty cool. But I was told later that that was probably the most stupidest decision I've ever made in my life because you don't walk off the trail because of rattlesnakes and stuff and uh, that I'm lucky. So Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. There's no signs telling you to, of course, it's dark, so you wouldn't see the sign either, would you? Yeah, no, there's there's nothing. So <laughs> anyway, we, we, um, that was, that's pretty much it. We, we were done there and then we went back to the hotel and went to sleep. The next day, which is May the 18th, uh, we wanted to go to back to Horseshoe Bend. That was the entire reason that we actually drove out there is just to go to Horseshoe Bend. Mm-hmm. And so we, we went there in the morning as well when we get up. So you can see from this first picture, this is, I'm kind of on the trail now looking off to the right, walking down. And uh, I didn't see any of this at night. So I'm just seeing it the night before, just a trail basically. And then to get here and see this and realize that this, it's so vast and stuff, it was a pretty cool experience to see it in mm-hmm. contrast between night and day. Uh, this next image is kind of when we get down. If you look off to the right, there's um, kind of a cliff formation coming up, and people can actually get up there. Uh, you'll see a picture of that later. But that's I thought that was a really cool rock structure, rock structure there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, looking ahead, uh, this is a panoramic I did with my phone. Some of these pictures are from my phone. Some of them are from my actual good camera. But I just did a panorama here. You can see people off to the left to give you a bit of a scale of this, but it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I've, I want to go back already. I was there three times on the trip and I want to go back. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, it's so cool. I can spend an entire day there, honestly. And, and this is where I, I, uh, I make the comment that when you first posted an, on Instagram mm-hmm. from Horseshoe Bend, I thought, wow, what an impressive photo. And it looks a little familiar. <laughs> For the last three years, I've had this Google Chromebook and this is my homepage on the Google Chromebook. It was Horseshoe Bend all along, and I never knew it by its identity. And it, I was very impressed with it looking from this angle, which is not the angle you would have from the ground. But when then I see it, and I'm looking at the homepage, <laughs> and it's like, oh. Now you know. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. That was kind of crazy. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of hung out there for, for a little bit. And these next couple of pictures are just... Uh, just kind of chilling there. We were there for almost, I think, an hour and a half. We we didn't want to leave, to be honest. It was mm-hmm. it was beautiful, and uh, it wasn't too hot because it was early in the morning, so it was a good time to be there. And I thought it was just really cool how you could see kayakers down there and boats, and it was just it was just neat. It, I wanted to be down there, 
a little bit, maybe in the future someday to, to sail that, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. And there was um, some lizards or I don't know what you want to call them. I'm not familiar with what this is, but they were super friendly, just chilling on the rock. Let me get really, really close for a picture. So oh, yeah. that's cool. I like that one that in one your first vlog or just a, temp, a sample vlog that you put up where the lizard is sitting there and all of a sudden it, yeah, it looks at me. It looks at you. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that happened like later on in the trip. So, <laughs> um, And then here's T Park on the top of that rock that you oh, saw at cool. the beginning. So it was, it was cool. You could, you could literally spend an entire day there just exploring. Mm-hmm. This next image is kind of looking where I took that last picture. If I turned around, this is kind of the other view. Mm-hmm. And the giant rock in front of me, if you notice to the left, it's kind of cut out coming down and mm-hmm. then to the right it's cut out that's going to fall eventually when that happens it could be tomorrow it could be 350 years from now but that's going to fall eventually i just thought that that was freaky and there was people out there standing on it at one point and i'm thinking there's no way there's there's no way for ten thousand dollars i wouldn't go jump on that <laughs> so uh and then yeah i just kind of chilled around a bit took some pictures of t-park as he was taking his own pictures mm-hmm. and uh, got in the vehicle and started driving back and uh, stopped a few times for pictures along the way. It was so beautiful. And then dropped off the car. Yeah, that was that was it. It was, I had the car for 24 hours and I was sad to, to see it go, but um, had to do it. <laughs> After that, we got uh, a taxi, I think, I think it was a taxi to the Luxor Hotel because that that's where we were staying for, for, for this specific night. And we, we had been there when I was seven? Uh, eight. No, eight? actually you were, you had already turned, uh, just about to turn nine actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. <clears throat> but uh, that's what the inside looks like now. I don't know. I don't know what it looked like back then. But Back then we actually, if I'm not mistaken, we had a little boat that we rode around in. There was a little, a boat? like a little gondola that went around. I think that was in the oh. Luxor at the time, but maybe I got them mixed up, but I think they had something like that. Interesting. Yeah, it was like ancient Egypt and all that, so. Mm. Well, there's lots of Egyptian things here, and uh, I actually really like this hotel, uh, other than the room. The room is kind of crappy, but the, really? the middle part of the hotel I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I just want to check my notes here. Uh, it was EDC weekend electronic dance convention so there was a ton of people on drugs and drunk and no. and scandalous clothing walking around <laughs> and uh it was some of the characters i saw were pretty comical i but bet after that we walked over to the the watch party at t-mobile arena and it was it was awesome there conference finals versus winnipeg watch party versus finals drastically different mm-hmm. way too many people there for the finals though actually what almost wasn't enjoyable the conference finals it was probably one of my f- most favorite moments of of the entire trip is the watch party because uh, there, there wasn't a lot of people you could kind of go wherever you wanted it was it was awesome so this picture is just a panoramic of of kind of that area after the game um which vegas won mm-hmm. which was awesome we uh, walked back to the Luxor and uh, set up my camera for, for a picture here, just looking at a really terrible picture, but I wanted to take it actually for you because it faced the airport and you can kind of see some planes taking off and stuff. Yeah, you can, it looks like they're on approach coming in. Mm. <clears throat> you see the lights and the strobes as they come in. Mm. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, 
And after that, we went back downstairs and got some Johnny Rockets. There's a Johnny Rockets in nice in the Luxor, uh, and it was uh, <clears throat> wasn't cheap. They pay a premium to to eat in the restaurants. I bet that are um, in there. But I don't see the little plate with a smiley face made out of ketchup on. No, they don't do that there. Oh man, no, they're not invested in the oh. culture of normal Johnny Rockets. <laughs> I love Johnny Rockets. Yeah. The burger was amazing. So I bet. Um, that's it for that specific day. Uh, so on the 19th, this was the day that, uh, this was a Saturday, I think. And unfortunately, T-Park had to, to leave. He, he went back to Houston. He's from Houston. So his flight left at 5.30 in the morning. So we went to sleep, uh, must have went around 1.00. And we get up at 3.30, I think, around somewhere around there. Went to the airport. He got on his flight to go and, and leave. And I had decided that I was going to go to Berkeley, San Jose, San Francisco, Oakland area to see Luke, uh, another fan of the show. Mm-hmm. And I was originally going to go up through California there but i decided to take an extra day and drive north in nevada and get to reno and stay there so this entire day is is my drive from las vegas to reno which was i think around eight hours Hmm. to do the eight eight hours on two and a half three hours of sleep mm, not the smartest decision but and you don't even drink coffee do you i don't drink coffee no Mm. (laughs) so (laughs) So you got to do it all natural exactly yeah but it was fun but the first image that you or the the image that you see here is uh, just me waiting for like 45 minutes for the shuttle from the airport to go to the car rental terminal. So I, it, obviously it's in the middle of the night, so they don't have regular shuttles, but oh man, I waited here forever. It sucked. Hmm. Um, I finally made it and I get, my company is Alamo. Alamo. Yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, I can see it in the picture there. Mm-hmm. So their policy is we don't care what car you choose, just as long as it's in the right class. So I had a uh, an option between a Chevy Malibu, a Nissan Altima, I think a Toyota Camry, maybe. And I had driven a Malibu before. I've driven a Camry or whatever it was. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I'd never driven a Nissan Altima before or really a Nissan in general. I drove a Rogue once. And I've recently been really into cars lately and not like sports cars, just like consumer cars basically so i really wanted to experience a nissan ultima mm-hmm. so that's what i chose you can see the picture and uh i loved it really i i could i could probably talk for 30 minutes of what i liked about the car so <laughs> i'm not going to do that so i left uh vegas and the sun was just coming up it was the perfect time to leave it was beautiful uh this was about 10 minutes outside of vegas it just it just closes right off into desert uh so it's cool to be in a city there's so much hustle and bustle and whatever. And then 10 minutes, just boom, in the desert. It's cool. And to my left on the road, there were beautiful mountains in the distance. And then to the right, there were more mountains. And then the sunrise, <coughs> excuse me, and the sunrise uh, was just breathtaking. So I just kind of stopped along the side of the road there for a bit, took some pictures, and uh, just kind of chilled. I I had, I mean, at this point, it was 5, five or 5.30 in the morning. I had eight hours to get to Reno, and it, I mean, 
I had eight hours of driving to do in 15 available hours or 16 available hours. So I had mm -hmm. lots of time to stop and lots of time to take pictures and do whatever. So that's what I did. And I just kind of took some pictures along the way. Um, there's, I don't know the names of a lot of these, these places, but one of the things I found interesting was how little traffic there were. So I got obsessed with stopping, waiting for no cars, and then going in the middle of the road and taking pictures of, <laughs> of the road to show how desolate it was. So that's what I did for the majority of the trip, just, just trying to find interesting locations. And uh, some in color, some in black and white. I, just want, I, I became obsessed with the desolation <laughs> viewpoint of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what I spent a lot of my time doing. It's just taking pictures of of the road <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds but uh, i got to a point where there's actually a lot of clouds and it started to storm and stuff so i kind of drove up this road a little bit uh stopped and noticed that there was a, a solar field there off to my right like solar panels solar, yeah solar okay. panels and stuff yeah and i just kind of chilled there for a bit took some pictures of the, of the car and the storm in the background and uh the road itself again and uh, just kind of chilled there for a bit and just watched, just watched the storm over the clouds. It was a cool, cool experience. Hmm. Anyways, I kept on driving after this and I got to a town. Uh, I don't even know the name of it. I should have wrote it down, but it was in like an old military town. They were doing flight training and stuff right over the city of the plains. And they You're were probably flying. close to Area 51 at that point. Mm, I think I passed at that point, but yeah. this town was, they were doing formation flying, uh, but they were in like some pretty crappy planes and. Uh, anyway, just above that town is this lake. I don't know the, this lake's name, but the road around the lake was beautiful. And uh, I stopped along the road there and took a took a ton of pictures uh, of of the lake and, and the road, of course. <laughs> and uh, I think I might have stopped just after this to eat. I can't remember th that town name. I, I see a lake along your route that would be Hawthorne in the Hawthorne area. What's the town? That's the town's name? The town's name is Hawthorne. And then just above that, there's a place called Sherds. Sherds. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, below that, I don't see much for for lakes that are near the highway, but... That must be it then. Anyway, yeah. I just continued to drive, and I finally got to Reno, and uh, I was staying at a Holiday Inn that was just built, and I think it might have opened like maybe a couple of weeks before I got there, so it was brand new. So they gave me a room. It had a king-size bed, which was awesome. You can see in this picture, it was just a huge, huge bed. And the view out the window was tremendous. It overlooked the water. I don't know if this is a man-made lake or a natural lake, but it was right before the actual city part of Reno started. And uh, I just, yeah, I just kind of chilled and, and enjoyed the enjoyed the view. And there was a, a Popeye's chicken. You ever eat Louisiana Popeye's chicken? I have not heard of them. Never been there. I found one close by, so I went out and uh, I went out and, and got that and came back and just laid and just, just watched TV. I think there was a game on. There was a Washington-Tampa game on at the time, so I was watching that eating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and then it started to storm like crazy. Really? It started to rain. Uh, so I took some pictures of, of the storm and the water and stuff like that. And uh, eventually it was time for sleep. The storm had passed, and I said, well, you know what? I should probably set up the camera, the good camera and get a, a nice skyline picture of Reno now that that storm is gone. So I, that's what I did, and that's how I ended my day. Um, so that was day 
19, March 19th, sorry. The next day, this was the day that I was driving from Reno to Berkeley. So Luke lives in Berkeley, goes to school there. So I got up really, really early and uh, left and made a really good time. I uh, drove around Lake Tahoe, which was unbelievable. I really, really want to go back to Lake Tahoe. And I got there and met up with Luke. We He decided to show me around a little bit. He had lots of stuff planned for us to do. So we got uh, on top of this hill that overlooked but really the whole, almost the whole Bay Area. So you can see in this photo that um, down below is, is, is Berkeley, the actual school. And in the distance, you can see the start of San Francisco. I can't remember the name of that bridge in the photo there, but uh, that's, I don't, can't remember if that's even the bridge that we took. Anyway, that's San Francisco in the distance there. And way off to the right, you can see the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, it's probably the Bay Bridge, I think, and that's you're looking at there. The... Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, the Golden Gate Bridge is way off to the right. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how the morning started. It was just kind of an overview geographically of where we were going, what we were going to do. Uh, so we took me around the school. It was pretty cool. And then we continued to go down and then kind of around the bay into San Jose, the San Jose area. Mm-hmm. And we went to a shop, a sports shop, and they had a ton of uh, jerseys of, like, obviously San Jose jerseys. The store was packed with stuff. So we kind of just spent, like, 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes in the store, kind of looking for something to get. They had lots on sale, but nothing I really wanted. So I didn't get anything, but I definitely managed to snap a picture here. And uh, after that, I think we ate at Five Guys. I think it was five guys. I can't remember exactly. Anyways, it was it was awesome. And after that, we went to the practice facility of the San Jose Sharks. Okay. Where the Sharks practice. There was a game going on and public skating afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I we went skating. We went. Oh, you can rent skates? And... Yeah, we, we, I rented oh, yeah. skates and I have a picture of them here. And they were terrible. <laughs> Probably the worst skates I've ever, I've ever worn in my, in my entire life. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was. It was it was pretty cool. They were, they were a little strict on the ice. They couldn't sit in certain benches and stuff and whatever, but uh, it was fun. After that, we left, and we actually got to see the SAP Center. So I made sure I got a picture of that so I could use for my videos mm -hmm. and, and such. Um, Take that, Getty Images. Not a lot of San Jose Shark stuff on the outside. Hmm. A comment that I made in our arena video uh, originally, and everyone's like, oh, you, you didn't go see the other side of it. You didn't go around to the other side. Well, this is the other side of it. <laughs> And there's nothing, there's nothing there. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> after that, we went into San Francisco and kind of went down along like the dock did, you area. Didn't, did you bit. get me anything in the store? Well, I took this picture for you. Well, did you go in and actually buy your dad anything? No, I didn't go in because <clears> uh, we were severely low on time. So we're just kind of walking around. So, but I took the picture for you. So now that you know it's there and when you go to San Francisco, you can go see the lefty, the left hand store. Well, great. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm sure there's lots in there for you. I'm sure there is. After that, we walked up a little bit and we saw all the seals laying on the, the dock there. And that's just rig. what people do is they go up and they watch the seals on there. So I got some pictures, got some video. Uh, after that, we kind of walked around and Ooh. we saw a submarine, which was awesome. You can actually go and tour it. Unfortunately, didn't have time to go tour it, but it was, it was amazing. You, you know how much uh, Jason loves submarines. Mm -hmm. Right. 
I sent him some pictures. He was upset, but. And it's the, look, I think it says the USS Pampanito. Is that what it says? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, in the next image, you'll see, it's, I thought that you would find this interesting because it's uh, the battery cell that they use. So it's kind of hard to see the perspective here, but the the top of it is almost up to my nips. It's like around my, just above my belly button. So this is pectoral huge. area. Yeah, this thing's huge. Wow. I thought that that was really cool. Gee, so, I'd like to have one of those. Uh, and this next image was of a, a depth charge. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually smaller than the battery, yeah. which was interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just kind of took some pictures. After that, we went up to Mirror Woods. Do you know anything about Mirror Woods? I do not. It's on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge, off to the left area. Mm -hmm. You enter it and you feel like you're not even close to a city. It's quiet. It's, uh, it's almost... Um, Basically, it's almost a rainforest at, at that point. And the trees were unbelievable. They were so, I don't know the names of the trees. I'm not a tree person, but they were huge. Uh, they were, everything was just overhanging you. So you could see, um, you could see the sky above you, but there were so many branches and trees and, and everything above you. That was, it was a really cool, almost movie, movie-like mm -hmm. scene. To, to, to be there. I see it on the map here now, the Muir Woods National Monument. Yeah. Uh, there was, and then on the ground too, there was a huge like clover fields and stuff. It was, it was really cool. It was, mm. it was almost like something out of a movie. And uh, they had a boardwalk that kind of walked all through it. So it was, it was pretty cool. We just kind of walked around and, and saw some stuff. We didn't have a lot of time here, only about an hour. And uh, oh, wow. so we just kind of like, yeah, just kind of like walked around. And eventually we, we left there and started going back towards the Golden Gate Bridge. And just before we got on the Golden Gate Bridge, we took a right and that right turn took us up on this like windy mountain road up to a lookout of the Golden Gate Bridge. So we, we got there and uh, just kind of spent, well, it was probably like half an hour there watching the sunset, hmm. watching the boats go under the bridge. And there was these motorcyclists that, I don't know if you saw that in the teaser video that I posted. The guy, and he gave you a flip the bird or something? No, no, no. He oh. was coming around the corner with all his dudes and he was doing a wheelie. And at the other side of the turn above was a cop. And there were people to the left of us trying to wave him down, be like, no, 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 don't do it. You're going to get caught by the cops. And when he got around the, the corner and saw the cops, he went down on two wheels and then looked back and was like, hey, thank you. Oh, okay. That's what he was doing. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then the, he went, they, all these bikes went up. There was probably like 20 bikes that went up. There was two cops up there, and then they chased the cops, chased them back down. I have a video of that. No kidding. Chased them back down. You guys will see this eventually in the vlogs. Uh, it was it was like something again, something out of a movie. It was <laughs> it was crazy, but eventually we got back down and onto the Golden Gate Bridge. Pretty cool experience to to drive on that. That was a lot of fun to drive I on bet. that. And after that, I think we went we went to go eat somewhere. And uh, just kind of went back. It was a long day. We did a lot of stuff. So we just kind of went back and mm -hmm. and relaxed a little bit. Because the following day, which was the 21st, <coughs> excuse me, was our drive from Berkeley to Vegas again. So this was a long driving day. I think it was around eight hours. And uh, we got out of the, I mean, you've got San Jose, Oakland, San Francisco, all in that Bay Area, so much traffic, so many roads. You, once you get through that and get through the hills, it's like farmland. It's so, mm. so nice. 
Uh, so you can see that this picture here, we're in the Carl's Jr. parking lot. And uh, you can see the Golden Hills in the background, which was awesome. It was just a beautiful, beautiful drive. But I got my first Carl's Jr. here. I love me some chicken. So that's what you're seeing in this photo. <laughs> uh, trying to make you hungry again. Oh, well, it's working. And uh, we got to the point, this was in, I think it was past Bakersfield and so, down towards Southern California. And we had to go through this mountainy area and they had so many windmills, more windmills in one spot than I had ever seen before whatsoever. And like there was hundreds and hundreds of windmills you can see in this picture in the distance, how many there actually are. Like there's so many that you can't even count them. That's how many there are. Mm -hmm. So we stopped and, uh, and just kind of like watched them and, and got some <laughs> pictures and stuff. And after that, we drove through down kind of through Death Valley, past Death Valley. And then I actually got this photo for you because there was a, a rainstorm and it totally rain bombed this area. And it was, you can see time lapses of that where the rain comes down and kind of goes mm -hmm. over the, the ground. Yeah. This was happening so fast. You could almost see that in real time. It was, it was pretty cool. Wow. So anyway, we kept on that drive and this was really slow day we just kind of went back to vegas and and chilled there that's that's really all we all we did there we met uh we met nick that night went out to eat and just had a good time had a good conversation the following day we got an i dropped off the nissan and got a new rental car it was a hyundai tucson something i'd never owned in my life hated it hmm. hated, hated it really mainly because i hate hyundai but that's a story <laughs> for another time uh but the first thing we did was um, make sure that we stopped at the Hoover Dam right because on. we were on our way from Vegas to Phoenix. And Hoover Dam's on the way. They're doing a lot of construction, by the way, on that, oh, that right? whole. You can't even, the road to go over the Hoover Dam to continue is closed. Oh, really? It's basically just a tourist destination at this point. Yeah, so you can't use it as a throughway? No, either. not anymore. They, they have it freaking closed. Oh, no. Could you get across to the Arizona side, though? Uh, yeah, we, like where I am with this picture is taken. This is technically Arizona. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. yeah. So, so is that uh, gift shop still there? Just oh, on I have that no side? idea. I didn't, yeah, I didn't stop anywhere. We just kind of, we had so, such a little time. We just kind of stopped, took a few pictures. So did you remember it from 22 years ago? I don't remember anything. No. No. Hmm. Uh, this next picture. It was a waste of money, wasn't it? Yeah. If you look, this is me looking right from the same area. Okay. Uh, I just think it's cool how you can see the, the discoloration of, what mm -hmm. the water has done to the rock there. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's really cleaned it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next picture is us driving out, and this is the bridge that they just built recently. Oh. And it's huge. Like, it's it's a normal-sized bridge, but huge as in the, the distance that it spans below it. Mm -hmm. So this below this bridge is actually the other side of the dam where there's it drops off significantly as most people probably know. So when yeah. you're driving over this bridge, uh, you can't see over the side. If you were in like a transport truck or a semi, you could, but we couldn't, but just, oh, I, it's, it's it freaks me out a little bit. But, <laughs> uh, we finally got to the Phoenix area, met up with Luke's mom and she took us around a bit and she took us to one spot here, which I thought you would find interesting. It's a little hard to tell from this photo, but, uh, this thing is huge, by the way. This is like the size of like an apartment complex, just to give you perspective. Is this the Pueblos where they would build and live in there? The, uh, uh, well, the, 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 uh, the, the wind, the wind had carved a hole oh, okay. through 
the area up to the left. I don't have a better photo than that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But uh, you could actually go go up there and hang out. So that's what we did. We walked up. Oh, neat. And the next picture that you see is the lookout of of basically that little hole oh, up there. Cool. Uh, it's a lot bigger. The angle I took that other photo in was terrible. But And then if you look off to, uh, I think what you're... S this area that I'm in is called like Tempe or something. Mm -hmm. Tempe, yeah. So when you in the next image, you can see the sun. And you can see the skyline in the background. That's where Phoenix actually is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the population is where I'm taking this photo from right now. So if you look, if you look at the skyline, the distance from me to the skyline in this image, if you take that same dis take that same distance and go beyond the city. That's where the arena is. Oh that's my where goodness. the the Glendale, is it? It's that's where the Gila River Arena is. So a lot of the population isn't even close to the arena. It's in the middle of nowhere, kind wow. of. Uh, so that's where a lot of the attendance issues are, are. Are you know that's 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 what's causing a lot of it. And I kind of didn't understand it until I was actually there and could experience it and realize how far away it, mm -hmm. it actually was from stuff so you, you would be uh, well advised next time you're in Ottawa just to take a drive mm. out to Canada to see how far that arena is and, and it's it's a distance that would be similar to that mm. that that's that what they're facing in, in Ottawa yeah um, after that we just kind of chilled it, we, he took me for a drive around the city a little bit I got some chick-fil-a uh, have you had chick-fil-a nope what nope <sighs> sorry chick-fil-a is amazing <laughs> Uh, so that was fun. And then we went to go see Deadpool too, I think. And, uh, this is a picture of, of Luke's truck. Wow. Not sure if he wanted me to show it or not, but, uh, That's a nice looking rig. You can push some cows with that in the front. <laughs> uh, Holy smokes. So that was cool. Wow. And Look at the light bar. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he can change the lights, colors of the lights with Jeez. a remote and stuff. Anyway, so that was that day. <laughs> Very neat. Day... 20, uh, May 23rd, we picked up uh, a new rental car. It was an Infiniti, I don't know, Q60 or something like that. Uh, drove nice, beautiful car. Mm -hmm. It's like an SUV, so, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an yeah. SUV. So mm -hmm. many stupid decisions inside. The buttons were in stupid places. The cup holders were in, in dumb places. That just I didn't, like mechanically and the way it drove was amazing, but... Uh, ergonomically just, er, it was er, yeah ergonomically it was terrible mm. so the first image you see here is the first cactus cacti that I cacti that I saw <laughs> uh, in my life so neat I, I'm gonna take some pictures the next image that you see is I was I was really looking for a commercial cactus one that was like a symmetrical and stuff uh, this something was right out of the Roadrunner and kind of <laughs> this was a, the, the, probably one of the biggest ones I saw and it's hard to tell the perspective, but if you look down just below it to the right, there's oh, an actual yeah. a car. Oh, right. So you can see how big this thing is compared to the vehicle. Holy smoke. It's huge. I had no idea. That no, that's as big as a tree. I know. It's massive. Yeah. So anyway, thought I'd show that. That's nice. Uh, the next image is, oh, I just wanted to take a picture of the actual rental vehicle itself. Mm -hmm. to, I document everything. So <laughs> The next image is we went to... I think it's called Tonto Natural Land Bridge. It's the biggest land bridge in the world. So this was kind of looking up the valley way. Uh, you can tell it's pretty desolate and stuff. And then 
so the next image were down below kind of where I took that uh, photo. So mm -hmm. uh, looking up, you can tell how high I was. And uh, it's, I'm telling you, like it, it, the pictures don't do it justice. You, you have to go here and experience how actually massive this thing is. Um, but I mean, just in perspective in this photo, there's Luke ahead of me walking on the boardwalk mm -hmm. and we're about to walk into this massive thing. Yeah, it's huge. And the temperature change from where we were outside to inside was huge. There's actually like different weather because water was leaking down from the top of the rocks and raining down on top of us. It was actually almost too cold in there. Wow. Um, but there was, there was lots of, lots of water inside. There's own like little, not a puddle, but it wasn't a lake. It wasn't a puddle. It was, I don't know what you want to call it. It's a <laughs> collection of water in between the rocks. A pond. A pond. There, <laughs> there you go. Um, so these images just show you the inside and how massive it w it was. It was just it was just crazy. Mm. And there was a point where you had to kind of lean to get through it. You had to like go up pretty high and lean against a rock and kind of shimmy along. It was a little scary. Mm. But there was this older couple in their seventies going the other way, and they were wondering if we if I would if we would help them. And we did, and it took. It took about 20 minutes because they were pretty slow. They were really, really scared. And uh, I was scared for them. One guy who had canes and stuff is like, Were they going to have to come back the same way? I don't think so. No, they were oh, going okay. out the other way. Okay. And uh, so I helped them. They're very, very nice people. I, th I can't remember where they were from. And they, they said, thank you so much. And they started to get their wallets out. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want any money. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, it's just, it was no problem. I had all kinds of time. And I said, no, you have to take this money. And they threw it down on the rock and walked away. <laughs> like, well, okay. Why is it must have been hard not to get that money? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, we went through and we were going to walk up the other side. But then we heard some rattling, which we thought might be. A snake rattling? Snake. So we kind of turned around and went back through the bridge mm -hmm. and up the other way. But anyway, so uh, we kind of spent some time after that driving up to their cabin, which is near... Payson, I believe the town is called. That's beautiful, um, that picture. So we went up on just a 20-minute drive from Payson up to the Rim, they call it, I think. And this is on Rim Rim Road, I believe it was. And there's tons of places to stop along here. And this was one of them, one of the places that we stopped. Well, I just, I'm following you along on a map here a little bit as you go because I really don't know the geography down there very well. From a high high level, I do, but not really up close like this. And I see on the map, not far from this Tonto Bridge uh, State Park, northeast of there is a place called Winslow. Mm. And there's an eagle song, Take It Easy. I've been standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, and I never knew where Winslow, Arizona was mm, until just looking at this map. <laughs> and another thing, when you were going from Vegas up to Reno, and then Reno into California, I saw Winnemucca, mm -hmm. which is, and you, I, you must have gone through Winnemucca or near it. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, that's in the I've Been Everywhere song by Hank Snow. He's toting his pack along the dusty Winnemucca road. And I think we got something from Winnemucca in mail time. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little interlude, but mm. keep on. <laughs> so we stopped along here. Um, it's gorgeous to, to view To view this uh, just unbelievable sight. Uh, just overlooking wow. everything, uh, like every direction that you looked from here was was crazy. Uh, you could see the highway down below. Um, the sunset was just just 
basically happening. We ju I just, just, just missed the sun. So it was, I had already said, so it was kind of beyond sunset, I guess. Still. Uh, but it was, it was mm. beautiful. And then we went up to, it's like woods something lake. I can't, woods, woods something like it doesn't, it's not coming to me, but it, uh, if you continue on Rimrope, you basically get here. And this lake was awesome. It was uh, very, very calm and quiet still. It was like no wind. So I set up the camera, got some, some night photos here of of some stars in the lake in the reflection and just had it, we kind of chilled there for a bit and it was a full moon. That's why everything's so bright. It kind of looks like daytime. And that's kind of why we went up here because I knew it was going to be a full moon and I knew it was going to paint the landscape as far as long exposures and photography goes. So on our way out, we went back to the place that we, we were at originally and the moon completely painted this entire area. It's just, you can see in the photo, it looks like daytime. It doesn't even, it does. doesn't even look real almost, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's at night. It's almost midnight at this point. And, uh, it's, it's probably one of the most fav favorite photos that I've taken, mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's a beautiful area of the world and the moon was perfect and it was just a really calm, cool spot. So mm -hmm. I just took some other photos. I'll cycle through here and, uh, you can see that it was, it was just awesome. It was just a tremendous spot. I, I want to go back here and do a time lapse, uh, a night time lapse. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's basically how that specific day ended. So we're done day twenty, May twenty third. The last I have to talk, last day I have to talk about in this podcast is uh, May twenty fourth, and this is the day that we drove from around Payson to Knob, Arizona, which is sort of by page where I was with T-Park. So the first picture you're going to see here is, um, I actually have no idea where this is. <laughs> we kind of, the road is down below and we eventually got up, the road led up and we kind of parked and just took a break and took this photo, but I can't remember where, <laughs> where it was, unfortunately. Uh, the next photo we noticed that there was a volcano and a dormant volcano. I can't remember the name of it. And there was a park there. You could kind of go and there was like dr dried out lava fields and stuff off to our left and the right. And the volcano itself, you could hike. Obviously we didn't have, have enough time for that, but uh, we stopped there, uh, took some video, vlogged a little bit, took some pictures, but that was a really cool experience. And I actually got a piece of uh, lava rock from there. So you can see in this photo that, uh, it's, it's pumice. It's, they call it yeah, pumice. It's, yeah, it's legit. Like I just, Luke actually found it and and gave it to me. So I I, I have it here. I took it home with me. <laughs> it's upstairs. So uh, it's pretty cool. That is cool. And then we kept on going a little bit, maybe an hour, an hour and a half, and we came to a place called Lava River Cave. And I don't know if it says the distance. On, in this photo. Well, it says scale in the center, just uh, near that arrow. Okay, okay. so the, the, it's 1.25 kilometers long, this cave area. Mm -hmm. So if we go to the next picture, uh, tell, tell me what you notice about this next picture. Well, just the variation in colors of the rocks. So this is the entrance to the cave. This is, we've, we've already entered the cave and this is this is how you continue to go in the cave. Do you see anywhere that you could go? No, no. Exactly. So it's down off to the left in the darkness there. There's a little hole that maybe is there. 
It's yeah, it's off to the left in the middle, mm. and that's how you kind of go down. Good luck to you. It's a little spooky, so I only went a little ways, uh, mainly because we didn't have enough time to do the whole 1.25 kilometers. But it would be cool to do someday. Uh, apparently, there's a part of that cave that has like nine foot ceilings and stuff. So it would be awesome to go back there someday and actually do that. So now you're up in the Flagstaff area, according yeah, to yeah, my... Yeah, exactly, right yeah. close to Flagstaff. So we went through Flagstaff. I actually really liked Flagstaff. It was mm -hmm. a cool, cool town. There's Winona. And uh, it just kept driving, kept driving, driving, driving up to the Grand Canyon. So we were at the southern part of the Grand Canyon, which is apparently the best spot. It was loaded with tourists. It was There was way too many people here. But in this photo, you basically see my first view of the Grand Canyon wow. in my life. So uh, very, uh, a very grand, hence the name <laughs> Grand Canyon. Like it's, it's, it's so big that you can't even really comprehend what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, this next photo is just kind of a panoramic with my phone of a different oh, wow. part that was standing. Wow. It's, yeah, it's crazy. And then I just, so I, we just kind of hung out there, took some pictures, uh, edited one in black and white so you can see that they're, rigidity is that a word mm -hmm. the rigidity of the rock um it, it looks small from this picture like i'm looking at this picture and it's like the picture can't do it justice you have this is something that you have to see in person for yourself you can't look at a picture and be like oh it looks cool you have to go there it's an experience mm -hmm. so we kept on driving and uh, the sun was setting and we started driving along this this road that had this mountain of 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 rock just kind of follow us all at the same height all the way and uh it finally ended and there's a parking lot kind of next to it so we i stopped uh took some pictures took a panoramic uh just kind of kind of chilled out there a little bit and just we had been driving for a while at this point so just kind of rested and then we started to go up this hill so i know that we're probably going back into desert area and and away from the rockiness uh, of what we're seeing here mm -hmm. and there was a lookout so we stopped at the lookout back so we're looking at back the way that we came you can see the highway there in the in the middle in the distance but there was this thing was so vast you could see so far out i'm not even sure what area this is called it doesn't really matter um but it was it was a really cool spot it was at sunset it was it wasn't a cloud in the sky it was perfect so we left that parking area and uh, we got this, we went through the rock. <laughs> so I took a picture while I was driving of, of us approaching the rock and it didn't take long to get through it. But on the other side, uh, you can see coming out, it's, uh, oh, it, it, uh. it just kind of like levels off and it's mostly desert. So we get to Page. Uh, so I'm back in Page, Arizona. Oh. I, got, I got there a different way. So I'm Page and we stop at Denny's. That's a Denny's? Okay, because so, Waffle House does those hash browns too. Yeah, so we, I got some Denny's hash browns. I nice. had to do it. Nice. And uh, we were sitting here waiting for the sun to set even more so I could take some night photos uh, back at Horseshoe Bend. So oh, okay. this was the third time I was back at Horseshoe, <laughs> Bend, Horseshoe <laughs> Bend. This time, here's, the, here's what it was like when there's a moon. Mm. So you could see the darkness from the original photo that I took. You couldn't see anything. And this is what it was like when there's an actual moon to, to paint the landscape for a long exposure. And you can see up on the rock all the other photographers that are there mm -hmm. at the same time trying to get photos. So how long is your exposure here? Uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. So there's one guy, the guy in the far left with the tripod. I don't think he budged. Yeah, he didn't move. The whole time. The rest of them moved a bit. but. So while we were standing here, there's like, you can hear mice and stuff running around your feet. 
And, Mice? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little freaky. Mm-hmm. And then, so the next photo is the actual horseshoe bend at night. Uh, hey, ideally, I should have been there about two and a half hours after this, where the moon would rise and there wouldn't be shadows, but mm-hmm. we couldn't stay. We couldn't <laughs> stay here. Uh, we had to still drive like another two hours to Kanab after this. So, did it get cold at night there? Not really. No. Uh, like a little bit, but not not really. Any flies? No. No, that'd be the best no. part of it all, it was, right? It was amazing. Because really, what would a fly live on? What would a mosquito live on? There's there, no right? standing water. Like yeah, it's yeah. great. It, it was it was awesome. I it love was it. Probably my favorite part of the of everything is no <laughs> flies. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if you just hop back one picture actually to the people, mm-hmm. I walked up here to talk to them after this, and I got in a conversation with a girl, who. She lived in the states, but she traveled to Germany and Holland and all these places. And she, w- I think she traveled to PEI at one point. Oh, yeah. And she's like, "Do you know?" I can't remember his name. He he owns a, a bike shop downtown on University Avenue. Uh, something something I it ends with an I. And I'm like, I've met him before, but I, I don't know him personally. I know the name. I know I've met him, but I don't know him personally. Like, I went to the Horseshoe Bend in Arizona and met someone who knew someone in my, like, small, very small town thing. That is crazy. Everyone knows everyone almost here, so. Yeah. Cool experience. Cool, cool way to, to end, end that night. And then we kept driving back to Kanab and we stayed there. Wow. So that basically wraps up the first part of my trip. Um, I'll save the... The next part, part two, the next 10 days, basically after this, uh, for the next podcast, maybe next weekend, mm-hmm. the last half is, isn't as interesting as the first half. So it'll be, it'll be shorter for sure. But any questions, any comments, concerns? From me? Yeah. yeah about the trip? Any? Well, I'm, I'm just interested in the whole... Well, not interested, but I'm worried about the rattlesnake thing and all oh. that. But, uh, <laughs> and mice running around your feet, I'm sure there'd be people who would object to that. And if you're trying to encourage some sectors of, of your viewership to go, that might have turned them off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if as long as you stay on the trail, I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. But a little risky at night, I think. But if you go there during the daytime, you're fine. <laughs> at night, a little, little more risky. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. that kind of wraps it up. So uh, that was really cool. I appreciate you guys, guys listening and hopefully watching on YouTube. If if you are, uh, if and if you are, if you could hit the like button, that would be awesome. That really helps us a lot. Subscribe if you're new. If you have any questions about the trip, let me know down in the comments. I'll be sure to answer them. Um, look out for part two coming pretty soon, or uh, next Sunday, I guess. Sure, kind of soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was else I was going to say? Oh, if you want to see the vlogs from this trip, please go subscribe to the second channel, More Post to Post. There's already two vlogs on there. I'm about to drop a third one in a couple of days. And there's, I think, nine or ten after that to come. So there's, although I've kind of spoken about my trip uh, for the past hour and a half, basically, uh, you'll be able to see m- more of the trip in those vlogs that uh, you can reference with some of the stuff that I said in this. Some of the stuff that I couldn't show you now, you'll see in those vlogs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, be cool if you could watch both. You listen to this and then and then watch those. So, yeah, thank you everyone for for sticking around. If you're still listening to this, it's we're all like almost an hour and a half into this. Oh my if you're goodness! Still listening to this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Hope you guys are having a good day, and uh, 
Nice to be back. Nice to be back, yeah. I was just kind of thinking something about mm-hmm. that. Nice to be back. It's good to have some downtime and have time to work on this stuff and not be go, 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 even though I still kind of am go, go, go. But A week from yeah. today will be uh, July 1st, I think, and uh, or will it? And oh, that will be right. the, uh, the trading deadline. We'll, free agency. We'll have, or free agency, rather, will be opening up. So it might be a an interesting day to... Well, you might have to film this a day prior. Maybe so. A day prior. Or um, there we have a special guest coming all the way from Ontario that week. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do a podcast with him. Hey, that's cool. And I'll tell you guys who that's going to be a little later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, not coming video, but we're going to be releasing uh, another World Cup video on more post to posts. We oh, yeah. ranked the U.S. state flags. That's coming out. Uh, I'm not sure what we have coming out on post to post other than, than this we have another mail time coming mm-hmm. and something else i can't remember but uh just in general the summer is probably going to be pretty slow on post to post maybe three videos a week we're really going to try and grow more post to post and work on that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so uh again thanks for for listening and watching i really appreciate it guys hope you're having a good day and we'll see you in the next version of this whatever number podcast that is i again like i said at the beginning i don't remember so <laughs> i'll see you guys then adios <laughs>